Hey guys, you are listening to The Happy Hour with Jamie Ivey. I am Jamie and I'm your host and I'm so glad that you're here. If you like what you're listening to today, make sure you subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. We bring you new shows every Wednesday and Fridays and an amazing guest always joins me to chat about the big things in life, the little things in life and everything in between. Subscribe today to The Happy Hour with Jamie Ivey on your podcast player so you never miss an episode. Hey friends, and welcome to the Happy Hour with Jamie Ivy podcast. I'm your host, Jamie, and I'm so glad you're here. Each week on this show, I invite a girlfriend to join me and we chat about the big things in life, the little things in life, and everything in between. Hey guys. This week, I'm in Rwanda with Africa New Life, and I hope that you're following along on our trip. Last week on the show, Natalie Green was my guest, and we told you all about Africa New Life and about our trip. So we're there. We're there right now. You can learn all the great things at the hashtag food for tomorrow. You'll be able to see the friends I'm with while I'm there, what we're doing, and how you can join in the efforts that we're hoping to bring to Africa New Life of raising money for their food program. Also, you guys, tomorrow is my son's sweet 16. I don't even think you can say that to boys, right? But anyhow, happy 16th birthday, Caden. Caden is with me on the trip, and I'm loving getting to share this experience with him. Another cool thing about today is that it is our new friend David's birthday. Now, David is a child that our family just recently began sponsoring through African New Life. Here's the best part, you guys. We're going to get to meet him on this trip and tell him happy birthday in person. Again, make sure you're following along on my Instagram so you can see all of the goodness from the trip to Rwanda, my son turning 16, and our new friend David having his birthday as well. Today on the show, my guest is my friend Rachel Myers. Rachel is co-founder and CEO of She Reads Truth. She's a wife who works with her husband at She Reads Truth, and when not being the awesome CEO that she is, she's being the awesome homeschool mama to her kids. We talk about this space she is in with being both a leader in her job and in teaching her kids. Spoiler alert, you guys, she has help. Yes, she has help. And it's awesome what Rachel shares about being present in both these roles in her life. Rachel and our friend Amanda Bible Williams run She Reads Truth. And so we talk a bit about how this last year has been with walking with your best friend and coworker through one of the most difficult circumstances in her life. Both Rachel and Amanda have been on the show previously before. I'd love for you to find those episodes as well. We also get honest about Bible reading, and Rachel shares with us about the exciting new He Reads Truth Bible that came out in the fall and how they work to create this Bible version specifically for the men in our lives. Okay, friends, before we get to my conversation with Rachel, drum roll, please. Here it is. Happy Hour Live tickets are on sale today to everyone. My Patreon friends have already got their tickets. My newsletter friends have already got their tickets. So now it is your turn. All tickets are on sale today. I know you've heard me say it before, but I will say it again and again and again. Happy Hour Live is my top most favorite event that we do every year. And this spring, we are bringing you some phenomenal nights with great guests who I already can guarantee we're gonna have some amazing conversations. Let me tell you, are you ready? Our first night is May 15th on Friday, and it is going to be downtown Austin with my guests, Latasha Morrison and Shelly Giglio. How in the world did we get two Atlanta nights on one night? But you Atlanta girls, come to Texas. We'd love to host you. Saturday night, May 16th, also downtown Austin. It's our little powerhouse night with Christy Wright and Jennifer Allwood. If you're chasing a dream, these ladies are going to be inspiration to you. Every weekend that we've done these events, every night sells out. And so I really want you to be able to join us. So text your girlfriends now, ask them, which date do you want to come to? Make your plans, come to Austin and have one of the best girls night I think you'll ever have. We have VIP tickets and general admission tickets. Once they're gone, they're gone. Go to jamieivy.com slash events. That is jamieivy.com slash events to buy your tickets today. Okay, my friends, here is my conversation with my friend, Rachel Myers. Rachel, welcome to the happy hour. Hey, I'm so happy I've never been here in person. Welcome to Dripping Springs, Texas. I'm into it. You're into it. Okay, so if you remember, listeners, Rachel was on episode number 158. Okay, so what episode number is this? Close to 300. Wow. 
Jamie, it feels like it's been a long time since you've invited me back. I know. I'm so glad you're here. <laughs> but this is my first time in person. I'm in I'm in the studio. This feels Well, you're real. new a new podcaster. I am. Welcome to the world. Thank you. It feels um all the more real to be here sitting with you because I have newfound respect for podcasters. This is a hard job. It's funny because a lot of friends of ours are starting podcasts, which I am totally for. Yeah. People will actually ask me, does it bother you when one of your friends starts a podcast? I'm like, absolutely not. Oh, there's so many commute hours to be shared. And there is a big wide world of Listen. listeners. And I, just to encourage everyone, it would be like you being upset because someone started a new Bible reading plan app. If our whatever. mission is women in the word of God every day and other people are helping us with that mission, let's do it. Praise God. Me too. How That's how I am too. I'm like, if there are other women who are going to do awesome things. Yeah. Um, okay. So you were here, 158. Now we're back, almost 300. Last time you were here, we talked about She Reads Truth. Yeah. And there's more that's happened since then. Oh, but remind everybody where you live, your family, sure. that type of stuff. Yeah. Well, I'm a Nashville girl. Been there about almost 15 years now. I have so many friends in Nashville. I know. And there's always something happening in Nashville. Always. Like being in, in Austin this weekend, I missed some big thing. Everybody was getting together. I saw it on Instagram this morning. Listen, <laughs> catch me next time. Catch guys. you next time. Catch you next time. <laughs> yeah. Um, but uh, Are you in Nashville or Franklin? Neither. I'm in Arrington. Oh, I know there's like a vineyard there. There is. We call, we say, I don't even actually know the population of Arrington. It is not findable. Really? Yeah, I don't know. There's okay. like two neighborhoods. But that's outside of Franklin. It's outside of Franklin and there is a vineyard there. So I like to say we live in wine country. I love it. <laughs> Nashville's wine country. It makes it sound fancier. Well, then next time I come to Nashville. Come stay in wine country. I need to come stay in wine country. Yes, you do. Because I like wine country. Yeah. Okay, tell us about your family. Uh, two kids. Oliver is 13. He is, um, his voice has dropped like two octaves in the last three minutes. It's it weird, isn't crazy. it? crazy. Uh-huh. Uh, homeschooled, which yeah. is a blast. Seventh grade, uh, probably the last year for homeschooling, which makes me feel all the tender in the world. So he's going to go to public gonna, school? No, he'll go to a private school. Private school. Eighth grade. In Nashville. Yeah. Feels crazy because he's been home since fifth grade. Wow. It's been awesome. Yeah. And so Hazel is uh, about to turn 10. And so she's in fourth grade. And she is at a private school right now. But with the kids both shifting to that school in Nashville next fall, I feel like, girl, come home. Like, I'm just going to sneak her home for the last semester. And she's cool with that. Oh, she's so pumped. She's kind of not. She has seven days left, something like that, until she is homeschooled. So fun. Okay, well, I have a question about that. Yeah. I know that you are CEO yeah. of She Reads Truth. It's true. And I know that CEOs work all the time. <laughs> and I know that <laughs> most time. CEOs like work at a company, yeah. <laughs> at a building. Yeah. And I also know that your husband also works there. So how do you guys do homeschool? We do work a lot. Jamie. I know. We I know. Hard. Yeah. We, yeah. Please do not think that I can be a CEO of a company and also homeschool my two children. Give us your secrets. Let's clarify that. No, you we have a tutor. We have help. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so we have, you and I have talked about this. We have, we have lots of help. Um, we have right now a girl named Jenna who is incredible, lives in the area, not with us though. Um, but she is um, in our house almost every day. She is Oliver's tutor. She also helps me with grocery shopping. She does the things that make it possible for me to be a good CEO for She Reads Truth and a present mom when I get home. Yeah. I don't want to come home and do laundry. Yeah. I want to come home and play. Yeah. Yeah. I love, we had a conversation about that about a year and a half ago and um, you sent me an email about it and that yes. email is still in my inbox. It yeah. will not ever be deleted because it, I always look at it, but I want people to hear what you're saying is that you, you're you not this superwoman. No. That people are like, oh, Rachel does everything. No, when Jenna's gone, I fall apart. To be clear. Jenna, you're never allowed to leave. No vacation for you, Jenna. (laughs) Yeah. So you're going to bring Hazel home. Yeah. Both of them will be homeschooled. Yeah. Which, can I ask you another question about that? Do you have the freedom to, hey, come to the office with me today? Or, hey, I'm going to come join you. We're going to go to the zoo. I don't know if they like the zoo, but well, you know what I mean. They do love the zoo. Okay. Yeah. Or, um, You have a good zoo too, though, by the way. great zoo. Thank you for complimenting me. Don't bring them to the Austin Zoo. Oh, really? There's like deer, which oh. if you sit here long enough, you'll see deer in right. my yard. So okay. yeah, Let's not you make came to the zoo today. Ex- <laughs> yeah. Excellent. So you have the freedom to do that. Yeah. Or, you know, if I want to come record a podcast with Jamie in Austin, yeah. I can bring a kid with me. Yeah. It's good. And I didn't realize like the truancy laws are real, at least in Tennessee. Like there are limited days that you can miss. What do you know the number? Oh, it's not many. <sighs> it might be a week. 
Like it's maybe two if you're like dying. I should maybe check into this because as this episode's released, I will be in Rwanda yeah. with one of my children for like, you're gonna get I think you'll miss like from seven days of school. Yeah. Yeah. So we have friends whose kids attend public school in Tennessee and they um, were going to go back to uh, back home to Thailand for like five weeks for Christmas. So they actually, because of the truancy law, had to unenroll their kids from school. And when they get back, they can re-enroll them. Um, Way to beat the system, though. Way to beat the system. I did ask Caden because he has a lot of AP classes. Yeah. I didn't do that in school, so I don't understand the workload. I was like, I'll take the on-level class and pull a B minus. What is required? <laughs> yes, exactly. But he's in a lot of um, AP classes, which you miss like 30 minutes. Oh, that's no joke. And you don't know what's going on. Is and he so, going with you? Yes. And I asked him, I said straight up, I said, it's going to be a lot of work for you when you get back. Do you still want to go? And he said, yes. And I'm proud of him because Jamie, no, at no, the no, end no. of the day. Have him do it before. Well, there's that too. But I was just saying at the end of the day, yeah. what are you going to remember from your sophomore year oh, in high school? Yeah. That no. you got behind in AP world history or that you went to Rwanda? Exactly. So we went, um, we did kind of the whole first semester this year. We studied London, studied like uh-huh. England, studied kings and queens, all of the I things. I feel like a field trip's coming on. Oh man, we went. We went in over fall break, over Hazel's fall break, but we went for a week and just did everything. I'll tell you. At the end of every homeschool day leading up to that, Oliver had to do a report to our family and just tell us, like, here's everything you need to know about the crown jewels. Like, he would just stand in the living room and tell us everything he dug into that day. Interest-led learning. Yeah. And then, you know, the next day he would be like, here's the crazy thing about the Tower of London. Like, here's the story of the Ravens. Here's how all that happens. And every day he would tell us something. Big Ben, Tower of London, all the things. Um, oh, the London Bridge. So cool. Anyway, so we get there and he is our tour guide. That is so fun. That kid knows more. And then we get, you know, once we're boots on the ground and our little, like we did like an Airbnb that overlooked Westminster Abbey. And so we finally like at night, Hazel would go to bed. Sorry, Hazel. (laughs) (laughs) And we would watch The Crown, like first season of The Crown. He had never seen it. And to like watch the coronation scene and then like literally like turn our heads to the left and see Westminster Abbey all like glowing at nighttime outside our window. You can't learn that in a textbook. Like that's the way to learn. He will always know more about London than any of his friends. Yeah. I love that. I love that you have the flexibility and the the even mindset to think that this is going to be good for yeah. our kids. That's so great. I have good people around me who look at, I mean, by in the, at the beginning of the semester, we were doing like this like online school where he would like get online and like watch a class learn. Like it was all uh-huh. like videos yeah. of classes learning. And that was like, it totally worked for us. But my friend Jody Mockaby, who is the homeschool goddess, came and stayed for a week and she was like, No, 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 no. This isn't, you are not taking advantage of the, the joy. time that you have with yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, he should not be watching a classroom if he's not in a classroom. Like, oh. o- open those books, like, teach because him how to learn. Because then you're just sitting at home on a computer watching somebody. Thing. Yeah, the same thing. Yeah, yeah. So she just kind of taught us to teach him to like love learning and interest led and. That's She's so like great. our Mary Poppins. So is Hazel going to be only be home for the semester next semester, or you think she'll have another year in it? The plan right now is just this semester. Okay, yeah. But it'll be a great semester. I mean, it would be really easy to talk me into keeping him home longer. <laughs> I have a friend. I think she talked about this maybe on the show when she was on here. Kat Lee. Do you know who Kat Lee is? No, but I want to. Yeah, so Kat, what she did is every, she pulled her kids out. I want to say like eighth grade. I think that's what it was. They were all in school. I don't know public or private, but every time they got to eighth grade, she pulled them out and homeschooled them for a year. And it was almost like her special time that that she had with them for the year before they started high school. Yeah. And she, I just remember her always talking about how she never regretted Mm -hmm. like having to put some stuff aside to do that year with her kids. And it's a luxury, like to be able to make that happen one way or another, whether it's you stay home or hire somebody to help you. Or you have a Jenna. Or you have a Jenna. Uh, but I would agree with that. I think um, if I could ever pick a time to homeschool, it's middle school. I think like we saw Oliver sort of like teetering right at the end of fifth grade yeah. and pulled him fourth quarter and just said like, oh, this isn't, you're not thriving right now. Yeah. This is not what's best for you. And to pull him like up and out for sixth grade and seventh grade and to like have him spend time with humans who love and like cheer for him. Yeah has been everything. Like, I think that's probably one of the decisions that I'm the most proud of in my entire life. That's really cool to hear. Yeah. You don't regret that. I do not. Okay, so let's talk about She Reads Truth. Yeah. We talked about a lot when you were here 
Uh, she was truth has changed a lot since episode number 158. Yeah. Um, I don't think you had kids read truth then. No. No. And this last summer mm-hmm. in 2019, you launched the He Reads he Truth reads Bible. Truth Bible. Yeah. Man, talk about things that we're proud of. Like we talked at the office the other day about, so the Here's Truth Bible launched back in June of 2019. And here's the thing. We launched the She Reads Truth Bible, I think in 2016. Love it. Love that Bible. So proud of the tool that it is, biblical literacy. It's inviting, it's accessible, and it's really smart. And it's beautiful. It is beautiful. But then it was like we got the chance to do it all over again. So when we did the He Reads Truth Bible, you know, we looked at, okay, well, what have we done? And what would we do differently for guys? Or what would we just do differently in general? That you just learned. Right. Yeah. And it really came down to, you know, the She Reads Truth Bible had devotions in it, which we liked. Um, but we really wanted just more biblical literacy tools. We wanted people to discover things for themselves, kind of gather yeah. scripture, curate it from all over the Bible into these extras and charts and things. Because I feel like when you lay script, like related scripture alongside each other, um, you discover things yeah. that you wouldn't, you draw connections that you wouldn't otherwise draw. And so that's what we did with the He Reads Truth Bible. It's got just as many extras, but instead of devotions, it's charts, timelines, really cool stuff. And we had a great team that did it. It wasn't just me and Amanda, mm-hmm. but the He Reads Truth Bible, like I said, talk about something you're proud of. I would say it is the thing that I'm the most proud that we've ever created out of the office. Wow. It's killer. I love Which it. Which is impressive because We've made you some great started, stuff. You, you guys make stuff, great stuff all the time. And your original purpose and mission was towards just women. Exactly. So now we're moving over to not just women, but kids and yeah. then to men. It makes me want to do the She Reads Truth Bible all over again. Well, honestly. can you do a reboot? I mean, people do that oh, yeah. sometimes. So we have our 10th anniversary coming up in 2022. And so I feel like that's sort of my like target yeah. for like a 10th anniversary would be a cool time to do that. But I also am an eight on the Enneagram and long timelines are tough for me. Like I want to be like, let's just do it. Let's oh, just right. get it Why don't we do it right now? Yeah, let's knock this out. I have smart, reasonable people in my life who say like, hey, why don't we set a healthy timeline for this? Like that's actually not possible, Rachel. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I want to tell you about the She Reads Truth Bible also, how it's been a blessing in my life. It's last time you were here. I don't know if you remember this. You talked about inviting women in your neighborhood yeah. to come do Romans yes, with you. Yes, that's true. And I, I think I mentioned this to you last time I was with you that for the past, I don't know, maybe a year and a half, two years, I have had a Bible study in my house and you were such an encouragement to me in that, honestly. And some of the girls who came didn't have Bibles, they didn't have a good one or they didn't know what to do. And some of them have went and got She Reads Truth Bibles. And it's a joy for me to see them in the room with something that I know the people who put so much, you know, sweat and love into. It's true. So it's really changing the world. And then He Reads Truth as well. It's amazing how you just assume of certain people that they wouldn't want to be invited. Um, and I think that when you do invite them, they can surely say no, like no big deal. This is your decision. But I think like what I found with my neighbors is that they were like, I am so honored that you would include me in yeah. this, even though you know that maybe I'm not a believer mm-hmm. or that I, you know, have a different faith, whatever it is. I think that the biggest mistake we can make is assume that somebody wouldn't want to be invited. Because everyone wants to be invited. Yeah. If you think about it. Like it's true. Our, at the core, we want to know that someone wants us. At the very least, I had my neighbor across the street uh, is Jewish. Mm-hmm. And so she and I invited her to come read Romans with me. And she was like, I can't believe you invited me. I'm fascinated and I would love to come. I mean, isn't that great? That's crazy. Yeah, that's yeah. great. Yeah. And, and so for her, it was a fascination. It was an interest um, but that's all that is that's my role. Yeah. Is to just invite. Yeah. Like the Holy Spirit in the living and active uh-huh. word of God knows what it's doing. Yeah. Right? And just to encourage people who are listening, it, it's not that I'm not inviting people into my living room and I'm standing with a podium and Ooh. I'm teaching a lesson. Oh, that's horrifying. Like people could do that. That's not how I do my Wednesday morning Bible studies. We go through a Bible study together. Yeah. Like something that someone has worked a lot of hours on. Yeah. And I facilitate and I lead. And yes, do I teach in that? Sure. For sure. Uh, because I value it and I want people to know God's word more. Uh, but you can do it. It's like, you scary. can do it. It's scary. And I feel like like you want Rachel Meyer, CEO of She Reads Truth, to be like, so easy, you guys. You've got this. But the reality is it's intimidating mm-hmm. to gather your neighbors who you have like varying levels of familiarity with. You want them to like you. Yeah. And they think of you. I mean, for me, they think of me as like the girl with all the answers, which I am not. And so it's really intimidating to sit down and go like, we're going to read this. 
and you're going to have questions and I am 100% comfortable telling you, I don't know the answer. Yeah. Let me find yeah. it. Like, let me, let's look together. Yeah. Um, but it's scary to feel like you need to have the expert hat on and it's really freeing to tell yourself you don't have yeah. to. One of the things that I love about what She Reads Truth does is that you guys really value incorporating God's word into your everyday life. Yeah. So you guys from the get-go have released Bible reading plans. Yeah. I subscribe to your app, all the things. And it seems though, I don't want to put words in your mouth, that your mission is to how do we get God's word into people's everyday lives? Exactly. Yeah. Mission. Our mission specifically is women in the word of God every day. I was so close. You were so close. so close. Honestly. And like, but the vision out of that is like, we... I mean, we have a statement that I'm not going to quote perfectly, but like our goal is to get the get the women and men and kids in the Word of God. Um, but we want to do it using old and new technology. We find that that's a big deal to to meet people really kind of wherever they are. So old technology would be things like a study book, a book where we print not just you know if you're reading the Book of Mark, here's the Book of Mark, but we also curate every day. We curate the scripture. So we use Old Testament. We saw, we, we use and things. And it's beautiful. So scripture can interpret scripture. We yeah. don't even print our devotionals in the yeah. books. And so we use old technology to invite people to be accessible so that they don't have to power up and have a glowing on and off button in order to meet with the Lord. Yeah. Um, and then we do use new technology. We use things like our app. We use things like our podcast, ways to sort of, not just unpack and and invite, but also sort of demonstrate what it looks like to have a relationship, a daily relationship with God's word. You're meeting people where they are yeah. as well. Yeah. We're just, I think that the biggest thing from way back eight years ago, when She Reads Truth started, it has always been about that reading God's word is intimidating. You don't know where to begin. You don't know where to go the next day. I actually, funny thing, was on QVC last year at this time. Have you ever been on QVC? No, but sign me up. I mean, they asked me and they were like, we assume you'll say no. Like the, our publisher, B&H, asked, they were like, QVC wants you on with the She Reads Truth Bible. We assume the answer is no. And I was like, are you kidding me? The answer is yes. Bucket list. Yeah. Check. Yeah. Like, I feel like in my like two truths and a lie life, I can now say I was a QVC guest. Of course you can. That's crazy. Did you see the movie about and the I'm QVC? And I'm certified now to be on QVC. Oh. I had to go to training. What did they teach you? How to be a QVC guest do they do your nails when you get there or you have to come with them done yeah i had to come with them done did you see the movie about the girl who was getting yeah what's it called joy so good so good jennifer lawrence yes yeah yeah okay carry Um, on long roundabout way of saying standing in like off stage at qvc which is a bizarre experience with so you know, your product is on your cart. And when your time is about to start, they wheel your cart and you onto one of the stages. And like, it's hot, like lights. It is, it is the kind of live that doesn't have a delay. So like, get ready. Yeah. You're uh-huh. going to fail publicly if you fail. Yeah. Um, is there an audience? No. Okay. Just the whole world, Jamie. The whole world is your <laughs> audience. Millions and millions <laughs> of people. Uh, but standing off stage waiting, you know, the other people, the other hosts, the custodians, all the set people, you know, walk by every little person in their car and they're like, oh, what do you have? Because that's their life. Mm -hmm. Their life is backstage at QVC and they're always curious what the next new thing that's going to go on air is. And so I had my little display of She Reads Truth Bibles and it was amazing how consistently every person who asked what I had, so it was my like practice, like, let me tell you Uh what I have, my nails are done and I can show you. Uh, It was amazing how consistently Every person, when I told them what I had, responded, man, that's so intimidating. I like, I think the to word- To read God's word? Yes. I think the word intimidating was used with almost every interaction that I had, wow. which was astounding to me, but also made perfect sense. Because even like, you know, eight years ago, for me, as just like Jane on Jane Franklin, you know, I wanted, I say Jane Franklin, because I always say the city that I lived in. Yeah, yeah, got it. <laughs> uh the Bible is intimidating for me. And that's why I wanted She Reads Truth. That's why I started creating Bible reading yeah. plans. Uh-huh. Not creating, you know what I mean? I know what you mean. Yeah, curating. Curating yeah. Bible reading plans. And I think that that, that hang up hasn't stopped. Mm-mm. And I think it will probably always be uh, sort of the biggest barrier to Bible reading is just being intimidated, not knowing where to begin. You know, Annie Downs and her pastor, they talk about having a place and a plan. And I think that's the biggest thing, having a plan. 
Because, Jamie, if you want to read the Bible tomorrow, and I know you do, you know that if you don't have something else going with your Bible study group or with your church or whatever it is, that She Reads Truth is opening their Bibles. That big hundreds of thousands of women around the world are opening their Bibles to a passage and you can join them. I love it so, so much. There's a plan. I think intimi- when you talk about intimidation, I think that is hitting the nail on the head. Yeah. Of it can feel so scary because the Bible feels so intense in so many ways yeah. and it is in so many ways. Mm-hmm. It's this beautiful piece that is alive and active and it pierces our hearts and it does things, which is like science fiction if you think it's about crazy. it. It's crazy the yeah. way that it does things and so women can be so afraid of it. I feel bad how frequently I use the word crazy to describe either scripture or like events in scripture where I'm like, wait, God put on flesh and became a man. That's crazy. That's crazy. <laughs> I always say that what we believe about our faith yeah. is ludicrous. It's crazy. It's crazy. But life has changed. But it's real. It's real. Yeah. yeah, it's real. So when we read the script, like when I read my Bible at home or when we read together as like a team at the office, we ask every time we finish reading, you know, whatever passage we've just finished, I ask, do you believe this is true? Mm. And we say we do. And like, even when I'm alone, like this morning in my hotel room, reading my Bible, I ask, do I believe this is true? And that gut check and that statement of faith every time I read to claim, I believe what I just read is true. I doesn't mean I like feel like it's true or I understand it. Like, that's not the question that I'm asking. But when I ask, do I believe this is true? That's the way to start my day. So beautiful. There are many paths to finding your family story. Whichever way you choose, it's easy to get started with Ancestry. An Ancestry DNA test tells you where your ancestors are from, and Ancestry's billions of records and millions of family trees let you discover their personal stories. You could find a famous relative or perhaps a photo of your great-grandmother as a little girl. Researching your history is a fun activity for the whole family, and the stories you learn about your shared past can bring you closer together. Ancestry DNA can reveal ethnic origins and provide historical details that bring unique family stories to life. Ancestry DNA doesn't just tell you which countries you're from, but also can pinpoint the specific regions within them, providing insightful geographic detail about your history. Trace the paths of your recent ancestors and learn how and why your family moved from place to place around the world. My mom is tracing our ancestors right now, and it is such a great experience. No other DNA test delivers such a unique interactive experience as Ancestry. Start exploring your family story today. Head to Ancestry.com slash happy hour to get your Ancestry DNA kit and start your free trial. That's Ancestry.com slash happy hour. I believe in having clean options. I support companies who innovate products that break the norm and help clean up my daily routine. That's why I love Native for my deodorant needs. In fact, I love it so much, I just gifted my mom with the Native deodorant. Native is made with ingredients that you've actually heard of, like coconut oil, shea butter, and tapioca starch. They never use things like aluminum, parabens, sulfates, or talc. It's also vegan and never tested on animals. Native just released plastic-free deodorant made from 100% paperboard and shipped in a plastic-free bag. Switching to an aluminum-free deodorant doesn't mean you have to sacrifice on odor protection. Native will keep you smelling and feeling fresh all day long. Native comes in over 10 scents like coconut and vanilla and lavender and rose, plus rotating seasonals like the pumpkin spice latte collection. My favorite scent right now out of all of them is the coconut and vanilla. I have loved it this summer. I'm thinking about trying lavender and rose next. Maybe even a pumpkin spice latte deodorant. Native is risk-free to try with free shipping within the U.S. and free 30-day returns and exchanges. Guys, do what I did and make the switch to Native today by going to nativedeo, that's D-E-O, dot com slash Jamie Ivey. Or use the promo code Jamie Ivy, J-A-M-I-E-I-V-E-Y at checkout and get 20% off your first order. That's nativedeo.com slash Jamie Ivy. Or use my name as a promo code Jamie Ivy at checkout for 20% off your first order. Okay, so let's switch gears a little bit. Yeah. And let's talk about 2019. Yeah. I know a couple things about 2019 from you and you can fill in the blanks. Sure. Um, I'm only assuming that it was a hard year at the office. Probably our hardest year to date. 
I'm only I, so I assumed right. So you assume correctly. Yes, Jamie. I also know you took some time off. I did. I mean, we can just the reason I assumed it was a hard year is because of what Amanda Williams and her family have gone through yeah. with their son. Yeah, you're and exactly so. Right. I think that my question for you mostly is not even from, you can approach it from an office standpoint yeah. or from a friend standpoint or both. What it's is it? hard to parse out. Yeah. So there honest. you go. So yeah. what has been, how has it been this last year walking through tragedy with a friend? So Grief and hardness and fill in the blanks for people. Sure, sure, sure. So to kind of give everybody about the same starting off point, Amanda Williams, Amanda Bible Williams Who's also been on the happy hour. Yep. You guys can go listen. So she co-leads, she reads truth with me. Um, She and her husband and kids adopted a little boy from China in sort of the the summer of 2018. He had a complex heart condition, had what would be a miracle surgery um, at Vanderbilt Children's Hospital in November of, of 2018. And it was expected to be about a two week recovery and really right one, before Thanksgiving. It was right before Thanksgiving. Yeah. It was literally two days before I went on air at QVC. So I wasn't there yeah. because things didn't go as yeah. planned. Uh-huh. And like that surgery, he lost so much blood. His lungs suffered so much damage. So many hard one thing after another has happened. His heart was repaired. His heart is better than ever. But so many tough things happened in that surgery and following. Um, he was on a really acute form of life support for um, you, the kind of thing is called ECMO, where the longer you're on it, the less likely it is that you'll come survive. off of it. Or even... Or survive. Survive, yeah. yeah. Um, and so we had um, what I want to say was a hell of a year. Yeah, He was in um, the pediatric cardiac ICU at Vanderbilt Children's until about two weeks shy of a full year. And um, we nearly lost him um, more times than I can count. So many times where it was just like panic, call the office, everyone gather and pray, you know, or text our friends and our faithful friends like you, Jamie, would hit your knees and just pray for that little boy and their family. And it was a really rocky year from a friend standpoint. Um, but from an office standpoint, it was the weirdest logistical thing because my best friend, who also happens to co-lead a, or a ministry with me, the very fact that she was in crisis meant that I couldn't be there with her. Because I, the only thing I could do was stay back and keep a ship afloat. And what I wanted to do was be in that room with her every single day. And it killed me that the best way that I could serve her was outside of that room. Was to carry her load as well. Yep. In the office. Yep. And um, and so, I mean, fast forward two months even from that surgery, and we're still in critical, critical place. And I had to come to her in January of 2019 and just go, I don't know how to say this in a way that doesn't sound like I'm a huge baby, but I'm about to fall apart. Um, I've been running hard, leading She Reads Truth for nearly seven years now. And this is an inconvenient time, and I can't imagine that you're any more together than I am at this moment, but I'm falling apart. And I I need, I, I know I can't take a break immediately, but I need to carve out some serious time to regroup with my family. Because Jamie, you know, when She Reads Truth started in 2012, I was a stay-at-home mom, and that was the plan. Yeah. Be at home with my babies. Uh-huh. And I haven't been that for seven years. Uh-huh. I haven't had a summer at home with my kid. And a lot of people don't. Yeah. And a lot of people don't want that. A lot of people want it and don't have it. All the different things. But I... This is your reality. I was panicking, yeah. going like, they're only going to be, yeah, at that time, 12 and 8 for one more summer. Yeah. You know, for one summer. Yeah. I don't want to miss this. Like, I've missed the others. And I was just starting to panic. And so we made a plan. So how was that you conversation, can't just, like, though? You can't drop out of the office. As the CEO, you can't just drop out of the office and be like, I'm going to go. Yeah, peace out. I'll see you in seven yeah, weeks. it took planning. What was that conversation with Amanda like, though? Because she's going through she's a personal hell. Full crisis. Yeah. Full crisis. And she also is Amanda. Mm-hmm. She's amazing. And, and so, like, she has just always done such a gracious job of saying, we're not comparing our like our loads, our, our problems, emotions, yeah. our problems, um, and and so she like she fully saw where I was, and wow, what an incredible friend to go like okay, let's make that happen for you, 
you know, all the while going like, this is the least convenient time in the whole wide world for me to step away while she's essentially away, Yeah, you know, and and she was in the office and out and, you know, we just never knew from day to day whether we would see her or not. And if she would be there, I mean, that girl was as faithful, more faithful than I I would ever be. I mean, she was there. You know, you said something so interesting that I think is a struggle on a lot of levels for people. And you said that she didn't, she, she, you guys have always said, we're not going to compare our yeah. lows. Yeah. I think I was, when you said that, it hit me. I feel like a lot of times we don't feel comfortable sharing yeah. our hurt yeah. because the other person is in like, right. they're in chemo right. and I'm just like mad at my husband. Right. Or, you know, like, their dad just so died yeah. and I'm worried that, you know, I can't get. Your baby is in critical care and I want to go home and spend time with my two healthy kids. Yeah. How do I say that to you? So my question for you, knowing that, is as, as people are listening and they're thinking about their own friendships, how have you guys gotten there to where that's a value in your relationship? Because I think that I think that's an important value to have, it that is. when yeah. my best friend is dealing with her special needs daughter, yeah. she still listens to my frustration with my kid that's so different. Yeah. How it, did you get there? It just takes walking in love. It just takes walking humbly in love with one another and bearing one another's burdens, actually seeing if I can name my burden to you and trust that you'll bear it with me. That's what she did. That's good. And um, and so we made a plan. And I, from kind of June 1st to August 1st, it was about seven, eight weeks, um, I was gone, like fully gone. And you know, Ryan's- Like the, you didn't um, check email? no. You didn't text the office. Ryan is the COO uh-huh. of She Reads Truth. Did he take off? He, no. And no. he slept we, in the same bed with you at night. <laughs> <laughs> and we had, I think there was once, maybe twice, where he said, I have to break the wall for just a second to tell you something that's going on or to ask you a question about something. But with those like possible two exceptions, we didn't talk about work at home for eight weeks. Do you guys normally talk about work? Because this seems like... We have it's just a, like passing conversation, I would imagine. We have really good, we're, we're good communicators, Okay, he and I, and so we know how to say no to each other. So like if, if work comes up, if we're talking about something, it's not a big deal, but there is always a ripcord and it is a safe one and it is a, like nobody is offended by it. Like the other day, Ryan was asking me something, but I was like, hey, pause, it's 930. I can't, I can't talk about this right now. Like I'm checked out. Yeah. I'll talk to you about this in the morning set up a meeting <laughs> <laughs> get yeah. it on my account yeah. 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 yeah yeah so i took a sabbatical which is funny jamie because i didn't realize this until it was like scheduled and happening but it was full-on like year of jubilee like it was like it started the day after the end of the seventh year of she reads true wow um, and it was also funny that the last plan that we did was revelation like it was just funny to go like we've done seven years of like faithfully doing this and I want this to last seven times seven yeah. more years, yeah. you know, and I have to rest. Yeah. And you'll never regret rest. And uh, I think it was my friend, our friend, Rebecca Lyons, who told me a long time ago, Rachel, there is no shame in rest. Mm. And that's hard. It's, it's hard, hard not to feel shame. Yeah. Yeah. It really is. And, um, and rest can look a lot of different ways. That's what rest looked like for me. But even in rest, there's service. Like even in rest, there's care. Even in rest, there's outpouring. It just looked different. And it was, and even outpouring felt like rest yeah. to me because it was different. It was yeah. a change. I needed that. Yeah. I think that when, you know, people could have a tendency to hear this and be like, well, that's. Congratulations. How, well, even like, yeah. well, this doesn't apply to me. I'm not a CEO of any company. Right. I'm a student or I am a part-time aide at my school or I'm a mom, whatever. Right. But I think what you're saying is that there was this kind of moment of you going, if I'm going to do this part of my life well, yeah. I'm going to need to pull back a yeah. little bit. And that looks different for everybody. I yeah. mean, it might be you kind of pull back from your volunteering at your church. I mean, mm-hmm. don't tell your pastor I told you that, but maybe right. you need a little moment, mm-hmm. you know, to kind of pull back and kind of rest on some things. And when you say pull back, it's not pull back from the habits of Christian living. It's pull back from work. That's good. And so pulling back from the habits of Christian living, like it wasn't like I need a break from the Bible. Uh-huh. <laughs> in fact, I got to spend more time in my Bible in those seven weeks than I had the rest of that year. Yeah. And it was really sweet. Well, I also got to like, spend- I need a break from my Bible. No. No. <laughs> no, no, no. no. <laughs> Uh, no, and and I got to, it freed me to be more involved with my church, be more involved with my family, my neighbors. 
it freed me to be sort of like a healthy, rounded human where some days being the CEO sort of precludes me from that. Do you take, have you taken like a, a long break? Oh, this is interesting. I think I am this summer. Really? Uh-huh. Which for me, it'll be six years since I started the happy hour. So maybe okay. I should wait a year, but. No, don't wait. Yeah. So I think I am, I think it's, it has been decided the month of June. Okay. People do this regularly. Like it makes me want to do it again this summer. A- Annie Downs, I think, takes the month of August. Uh-huh, yeah. Um. So the month of June. Will you travel? Will you stay home? I'll be traveling with my family. Yeah. But not for any work. Okay, and that's nice. It's a, I think it's a, it's scary. I mean, I remember the first time Aaron, my husband took a sabbatical. He did a three month sabbatical. Okay. And it might've been after we'd been here for seven years or something like that. I don't know. Um, and he was legit as in got a new phone number. Yeah. Didn't have email or anything. And it, I look back on that summer. It almost makes me cry because it was probably one of my favorite summers as a family. Yeah. Because he was so here. Right. Um, We had one of our best family vacations ever. I mean, in those three months, it wasn't like he, we were at home watching TV all the time. No. We did family vacation. We did a husband-wife thing. Mm-hmm. He went away a lot alone. And so, but it was just kind of regrouping. But I, I want to ask you this. Um, when I think about taking the month of June off, I mean, I just, I think I have a little bit of a control yeah. issue. I worry, are things going to fall apart? Right. I remember um, recently another one of my friends took a sabbatical from church as well. And they had this feeling of, am I actually needed? Oh, if this thing runs yeah. for three months without me. What happens? Do am I, I out even, of a job? Yeah. Yeah. Which isn't true. But you Surprise. know, <laughs> but I would like to ask you, did yeah. you, did you feel when you went back to the office, like this thing went on? Yeah, I think that honestly, I my hope was that I would be more out of a job than I was when I got back. Like, I think my hope was, hey, if I pull myself out of the day to day, because we have a team, Jamie, like yeah. it's and what I really want, my like long term goal is that She Reads Truth would fully outlast and outlive me. Like, I don't want She Reads Truth to be dependent on me. So one of the like healthy steps that I'm working toward is helping that ministry be independent of me. Um, and that's a long-term goal. That's yeah. not like a, and so by the end of uh-huh. the year, I it, it's going to take time. Yeah. And it's not because I don't want it. It's because I want what it does to keep going. Yeah. Um, and so really, I, I expected to come back and to be less necessary in the day-to-day. And I think that that probably would have happened, but we really were just still in crisis. Yeah. I mean, we were not out of the woods with Toby and Amanda. Um and so I needed to come back. We were, you know, working on our Advent book. Yeah. We were doing all the things. So I hit the ground running, I think probably more than I wanted. But you're right. Like a lot of people asked me if I would be afraid of that. Yeah. And um, that did not happen. Everyone needs a CEO. It's not, and, you know, yeah. and, and yeah. when I, I'm not, I don't worry about that either yeah. because there's things that, that I enjoy doing and that I get to do and, you yeah. know, all the things. Okay. You just mentioned Advent and this is January. So Advent's already passed, but uh, I do want to ask you a question about this. I was recently with a group of women. Okay. And we were talking, it was the end of November, maybe the middle of November, and we were talking about different Advent things. And out of like maybe eight people, there were at least four or five that said they didn't really grow up doing Advent yeah. and they don't really get it. And so talk to me just briefly, because it's all about you guys, especially the, the yeah. Advent stuff that you put out is beautiful, but it is getting people in the word right. as we look forward to Jesus's birth. Um, and his coming back again, mm-hmm. all the things. So have you guys, how have you guys dealt with Advent with knowing that there are so many groups of people who go, I don't know what this is. Right. I didn't grow up doing Advent. I don't think did I you? did either. I, I'm looking back, trying to remember, and I think we might've lit a candle, Sure, but there wasn't this whole thing that there- we lit a candle. You know what I mean? Like there's <laughs> yeah. a no, church no, no. service. No, yeah. I mean at church, at not church. at my home. Sure. I- I did not grow up doing Advent. In fact, probably wasn't until we moved to Tennessee. So in my like late 20s was when I first was even exposed to that. So it's not like all my life I've uh-huh, done Advent. Yeah. But really, I mean, especially because we are a Bible reading organization. That's the thing that we do. So we're looking for ways not just to connect with God and His Word, but to connect with the Capital C Church through uh, present day and through history. And one of the best ways to connect with the Capital C Church through history, because that is our heritage, because like that matters. If, if we if we failed to do that, I think we'd be missing a really rich element of our faith. Yeah. And so one of the things we do is look at what the church over time has done, like what those traditions are, how we can connect 
and anticipate the arrival. Advent just means arrival. So anticipate the arrival of Jesus. And the, one of the best ways to do that, that she reads truth didn't come up with, you know, but the for hundreds of years, the church, you know, they have something called the church calendar. And so we we follow the church calendar. And so we read scriptures, you know, starting four Sundays before Christmas that sort of prepare prepare him room, prepare our hearts for Jesus to arrive. Um, and I mean, I could go on and on, but I understand that now we're like 11 months away from Advent. But yeah, it it's something that I was not familiar with, um, but I have found it to be such um, a valuable part of my day-to-day in December. But really more than that, it makes December 25th the crescendo that it should be. It makes reading Luke 2 with my family that morning the biggest thing we're going to do that day because we have sat or stood in the shoes of Abraham. We've stood in the shoes of David and Jesse, and we've waited, Adam and Eve and Sarah and Hagar. Like We've waited with them for the coming Messiah. And so when the Messiah comes in Luke 2, and we read that on December 25th, it it's everything. Yeah. It there is a true like thrill of hope. There is like a relief, a like fall on your knees moment because you've felt the ache, the weight with them. And you know, we are 21st century believers and so we also wait. We wait for the second advent of Christ. And so now we sit in our own shoes and we wait and and we know that Jesus is going to come. We know that his promises are yes in Christ because he already kept his promises because he said he would come and he did. And every promise that is fulfilled teaches us that God is faithful and that he will fulfill his promises, that he's going to come again and he's going to dwell with his people and he will be God with us in a way that we can't even imagine. One of my favorite things that you guys do about Advent is you make it super easy for the entire family. Yeah. So you have the He Reads Truth Advent and the She Reads Truth Advent, yep. and they're doing the same content. And that's content. the exact same scripture. We just, honestly, Jamie, that's just like format. Yeah. Like the guys from surveying them, they like a smaller book. They like less frills. They want a little bit less. But Oh, that's why it's smaller. It's smaller. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. They want it to be a little more carry-all. Like yeah. they don't want a big uh-huh. eight by 10 book. Yeah. But the girls love the like recipes and uh-huh. sheet music and crafts and all of the images and and so we make it beautiful and fussy for the girls. It's like a non-glossy magazine. It's such like a non-glossy magazine. <laughs> yeah. It is. Yeah. Now, did you guys just start a subscription program for the In the Mail? We've had it for a while. It's okay, had many I iterations. I just saw something come through it my email inbox. It used to be inbox. called Black Envelope way back in the day. And so we would like mail this. And Amanda and I would write a handwritten letter to every subscriber, which oh. is not sustainable. No, it's not. But no. it's so sweet if you were one of those was, early ones. Yeah, it was sweet. Um, and then we changed it to auto ship, which felt like such an inside baseball term. I always hated that. Um, so now it's kind of rebranded. It's the same thing now, but it is a sub- it's called the Sheer Truth subscription box. Because yeah. I feel like subscription boxes are such a thing right now. Like you can subscribe to razors. What do you subscribe to? Uh, tampons. Yeah. Uh, uh, razors. Vitamins. Oh, good. for Yeah, I've had vitamins come. I've had... Uh, Protein powder come. Beauty boxes, all the things. Yeah. I bet you could subscribe to bras if you wanted to. You probably could. Hey, that's a good But how idea. many bras do you actually own? I mean, really. Right. Right. Yeah. So maybe not. But what we've like, kind of realized is like w- the mission that we have, like the format that we're doing, this women in the word of God every day actually lends itself really beautifully to a subscription format because it's easy to forget to order your book or to get on board, you know, and and you'll miss things and then you won't succeed and that's frustrating. And so if you can have the Shiri's Truth book delivered every month to you, and here it is, like not only do you have a place and a plan, but it is coming to your mailbox and you don't have to remember to order it. You don't have to... If anything can come to my mailbox yes. and I don't have to remember... And so if you're going to subscribe to tampons and razors, subscribe to truth. (laughs) That's exactly true. Yes. If there's one, like, and even as you like look down to the, like, what are my recurring things on my credit card statement? What can I nix? Like Uh you want to do that. Like, am I really using Netflix? Right. Yes, I am. Yes, we are actually. Yeah. Yeah. But this is the thing not to nix. Like this is the, this is the investment. And even if you didn't use it last month, you don't have to catch up. Just start where you are, start where we are. So if you're behind and you didn't read last month, last month's book or whatever it was, it doesn't matter. Just keep going. Don't give up because just read what's right in front of you today. Yeah. Read it again the next day. That's literally all it takes to become a woman in the word of God every day. It's to read it. 
every day. And you make it convenient for us. And if you miss it, there's a grace day every Saturday. Oh, I love that. Yeah. We don't, don't you need a grace day? Yes. Please. Uh huh. Please. Thank you. I'm doing uh, 2000, the beginning of 2019, I started the chronological oh, on my, yeah. on, just on my phone, yeah. listening to it. Uh, do you know Tara Lee Cobble? Yes. I do know that name, but I've never met her. So she was on the show in December. She talks about chronological Bible reading. Okay, and yeah. So she is a, a very big advocate for women in the word as well. I love, I love that. that so much. Which means in the last six weeks on the show, we've had Tara Lee Cobble, who is all about women in the word. We've had Beth Moore, who is all about women in the word. We've had Rachel Myers, which is all about women in the word. <laughs> you sense a theme here, guys? Gang's all We're here. We're like, let's start 2020. Gang's all in here. In the word. Gang's yeah. all here. But all that to say is I started in the beginning of 2019 um, listening when I would, it, it didn't, I didn't use it as a replacement. Yeah. I use it as I'm in my car, I'm on a walk, mm-hmm. I'm going to listen, but I am so far behind still. Okay. Okay. Because Which I makes you feel like there's no way to dig out of that. But on you version, if you're on a Bible reading plan, you can go to catch up. Oh, nice. And so you're not constantly looking at the all the days you missed. Yeah. But all that to say, I will probably, it'll probably take me two years to finish that. Yeah. And I will be so proud of myself. Yes. Because of just that accomplishment of reading the entire the Bible. The entire thing. Cover to cover. I love that. Well, I listen, so. And that's not what we do. Like, right. As, like, our model, like, if you read with Shiri's Truth every day in 2020, you will not have read the whole Bible. You know what you're doing already? Hmm? Give me your first couple. Uh, well, right now we're in Genesis which we usually do um, one of the four Gospels for January, but we've just finished all four, and we really wanted to go back to the beginning okay. and do Genesis this year. Um, after that, we'll do two weeks in Philippians. We're trying to like make our way slowly but well through Paul's letters. And then we're starting Lent. Lent kind of starts early this year, so we're going to read the book of Jeremiah, do Holy Week. And then the thing that I'm really excited about is, I think it comes one or two plans after Lent, um, it's called The Promises of God, and it is the plan that I fought so hard for. It was sort of like this, like, I gathered my team, and I was like, I know, we've got a plan for 2020, but this is something that's on my heart. Right now, we talk all the time about, like, paying attention to what's true and what's truth-adjacent, like, being really on the lookout for the almost rights, mm-hmm. because there's so much of it. Like, I mean, I talk about this when I travel, even, Jamie, like, Charles Spurgeon said, like, discernment is not knowing the difference between right and wrong. It's knowing the difference between right and almost right. And that's so hard. So hard, especially now. It's so hard. And so when I tell people, like, know the promises of God, like, and know what they mean, like, understand them in context, all of those things, to say that to somebody is one thing. But then when they ask, okay, well, what are they? Mm -hmm. How do I do that? I found that I, like, I wasn't able to point them to a resource for that. And so we created one. And this like we we sort of hogtie ourselves a couple times a year and do something that is nearly impossible. Um but we're always so glad we did it. And this is one of those. Like to wrestle down 3 weeks uh to like wrestle it down into 3 weeks yeah. was hard, but to kind of go like, all right, here are the Old Testament promises that are yes in Christ. So, you know, sometimes we want to like exclude ourselves from like Jeremiah 29 11 because we go like oh the context was uh-huh. you know for this place and time this audience this speaker and we go like I want that to be you know a verse that I love but in reality it's not for me yeah. but what we found and we knew this but like to really uncover this in scripture and to let scripture interpret scripture we found no 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 all of God's promises are yes in Christ and so to really show how I I know all the plans I have for you, plans for hope in the future, wasn't just for, for those people. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so then we do these like promises from Jesus. Like one week is like promises from Jesus to all believers and to like real. And one of the promises is in this world, you will have trouble. It's not all like, here are the great things uh-huh. that are going to happen. Yeah. Um, and then there's another, that third week is just kingdom promises. Like this is what will come to pass in the kingdom of God. Um, and so really like to like, nail all that down was so good and so fun and you know we do all the extras just like in the Hebrew bible all these extras that say like okay here's common sayings that uh-huh. people think are scripture right. and here's what scripture actually says like so oh we do i extra love of that, that which is so cool and then we do an extra that will never like, give you more than you can handle is that in there yes it's in there that's a common phrase it is and that's not what first corinthians what says. actually says right. yeah and so we did that. We did an extra that's just like how to read promises in scripture, how to how it matters, the context, and and how to understand what that means for you. So we did like a whole unpacking of that 
so that because you know over 15 days you can't be like well here's all the promises and that's all you're going to know today what we want is to equip the readers to know how anytime they encounter a promise in scripture how to understand it and how to like hold on tight to it because those are the things that are true they're not truth adjacent they're not going to slip um, you asked me what plans we have coming for 2020, and I could go on and on, but yeah, it the promises good. is a big one. I love it. I'm, I'm excited really about that. Excited about I'm it. excited about that. And all of those are in the subscription if you do the subscription oh, yeah. box. Yeah. And Rachel said she'll write everyone a handwritten note. Handwritten notes all around. <laughs> I did go and help. So our shipping facility is just like 20 minutes north of us in Nashville, and um, we try as often as we can to go and pack with them just to like honestly. I mean. Our shipping facility started at my dining room table. Yeah, yeah. I was the original remind shipping you manager. of what you're doing too. Yeah, but to remind us and to read the names and pray for them, like look at the addresses, the cities, pray over like whole bins of packages if we can't pray for each one in- individually. But when I do that, I try and slip handwritten notes. Oh, in I there. love that. Yeah, I love it. Um, okay, well, Rachel, I always end every show asking what they're loving and what they're reading. Oh, good. Do you remember? Um, let's see. Right now, reading. I am reading Genesis right now. Um, which is such a nerdy, of course, thing to say. Oh, great, Rachel. You're, <laughs> I'm glad you're reading the Bible. But I am. Um, and then I am also reading Why Not Me by Mindy Kaling. It's good. It's actually audiobook. It's just like uh-huh. when I just want like yeah. an unplug. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. I'm sure it's inappropriate. Please don't judge me. Um, and also Radical Candor, which I can't think of the author, but you'll find it. Okay. What's um, it about? Radical Candor. It's a leadership book, okay. like how to lead a company. Okay. So it really is sort of like three very you are, different you're genres. all your things. It just depends on the mood, I guess. Yeah. yeah. I don't know about you guys, but schooling at home was quite an adjustment. I was trying to work. My kids were trying to do school. I'm trying to keep up with what their teachers are doing. It was really difficult. And it's times like these that inspired me to check out Laurel Springs. Online learning might be new for your family, but Laurel Springs has been doing this for nearly 30 years. As the experts in online learning, Laurel Springs has the tools and the curriculum that your child needs to maintain their learning unhindered by whatever the future holds. Their flexible learning programs designed for students in kindergarten through 12th grade offer challenging and diverse courses. And Laurel Springs is accredited with the Western Association of Schools and Colleges, Incognia, which means our transcripts are recognized by colleges and universities worldwide. Register your child at laurelsprings.com slash happy hour today and receive a waived registration fee. That's laurelsprings.com slash happy hour for your waived registration fee. laurelsprings.com slash happy hour. Thrive Market delivers organic and sustainable groceries right to your door. Just recently, I went to Thrive Markets, I got my account, and I stocked up on snacks because my kids all day long, mom, we need more snacks, we need more snacks. And what I loved about it is I could go straight to Thrive Market, I could pick out that I wanted vegan or paleo or gluten-free, whatever might meet our family's needs, and they are going to deliver it straight to my door. And I'm a happy mama, and those kids are happy kids. As a Thrive Market member, your paid membership provides a free one for someone in need, like a low-income family, teacher, veteran, or first responder. Thrive Market tailors to over 70 different diets and values, like paleo, keto, or plant-based, delivering the highest quality organic and sustainable essentials from groceries, healthy snacks, meat and seafood, clean wines, non-toxic cleaning, bath and body, and stuff for your pets, which I also got some great dog bones for my sweet little puppers. As a member, you're going to save 25 to 50% off traditional retail prices, and their carbon-neutral shipping is free on orders over $49. In addition to membership matching, which is so phenomenal that they do that, Thrive Market has raised over $750,000 to date through their COVID-19 relief fund. If this sounds like something you're interested, go to thrivemarket.com slash happy hour. Join today, and you're going to get a free gift of your choosing up to $22 in value. That's Thrive, T-H-R-I-V-E, market.com slash happy hour, because you're listening on the happy hour. Go there today to start your risk-free membership and get a free gift today. Thrivemarket.com slash happy hour. What are you loving these days? Oh, man. Jamie, I love cooking of all kinds, and I don't get to do it very often, but when I do, it's it's big. Um, oh, I you're just, like all out. I love, I like, I think that, I don't know what it says about my personality or what, but I love when I have a plan in front of me that is guaranteed to work if I follow the rules. <laughs> okay. And so I love 
that that sort of mixes with the opportunity to like nourish and bless my people. Yeah. Um, and so when I can make something that turns out well because I've done it properly and then it makes my family so happy, that's like just gold to me. So right now I'm actually, I've newly discovered the New York Times cooking app. Um, I don't know. If you're going to subscribe to something with the New York Times, somehow for me, it's cooking and not actual <laughs> news. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but their app is so good and it's so full of like great stuff. Well, you know, what's funny is I get an email, I think every day from the New York Times. Okay. It's like your top yeah. news things. And there's always cooking things on the bottom. Yeah. And one time I tried to go to the recipe. I don't cook, but I thought, oh, maybe sure. I could give this a try. Give this but I had to subscribe to see you it. Do. So I should have just asked you, can you yeah. send me what they sent out today? <laughs> yeah, screenshot that recipe. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, New York Times cooking app. I um, have a favorite leopard print headband that I'm very much loving, except um, I was loving it. And then I lost it at St. Paul's Cathedral. <gasps> no. So Saint Where'd you get it? J. Crew. I've It's it's still in stock. And I have... Um, asked for it <laughs> but it's my favorite because it's such a good like it's kind of the yeah. same color as uh -huh. my hair anyway um also i have a really cute um pair of shoes <laughs> is it bad that like none of my things are like i meaningful? love this no no no. what great. are you loving great pair of shoes um wore it to my to the serious truth christmas party and it's like the fussiest thing because like how often are you going to wear christmas plaid heels oh but they've got like a like a kind of like a rhinestone bow situation, Jamie. They're real. This and sounds the, really fancy. And the bottoms of them are glitter. I don't know. I mean, I'll show, I'll send you a photo so your people can see. Are these shoes that you can only pull out at Christmas time? Yeah, okay. 100%. So it's, it's very fussy. Yeah, it's yeah. very specific. But I saved money on the outfit, so I went big on the shoes. I love it. I love it. Yeah. Um. I think like a really special pair of shoes for a special night. Shearer Truth Christmas party is like best night of the year. We go nuts. We go. What do y'all do? We. I were, uh, we did this year. We did um, a, a big room at the Noel Hotel in downtown Nashville. A big dinner and like all the stops and prizes out the door. Like just how many people good. work at She Reads Truth? So there's about 25 of us, but then with like boyfriends, spouses, yeah. uh -huh. it came close to about 40. But like instead of the plan this year was to do white elephant gifts because that's what we do every year. Uh -huh. But then I started going like, well, we'll do a couple games, so I'll buy a couple prizes. And it was like Black Friday weekend, and I was like, but these, I, these are such good prizes. So I ended up getting one prize for each person, and they're good, Jamie. Um, but um, I just felt like so like the staff meeting after Black Friday, I was like, hey guys, throw your white elephant gifts away. We're doing like a whole different one now. Where like these are the prizes, like, and so we white elephant gift swapped like air fryers and like handbags from so those are wrapped and, and you pick yeah. them and do the, the same and you do the swap still now yeah. that is fun and pto days like all sorts of good oh, stuff this is good yeah yeah and like those like really good nice that you wouldn't buy for yourself like curling wands from sephora like really good gifts man i like working at she reads able blankets and <gasps> jean jackets and that's my favorite jean jacket i own is from oh, able yeah. Yeah. yeah i know you're an able fan i am yeah yeah. I'm probably wearing able somewhere on my oh yeah, I am right here. My ring. There you go. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. So um Shears Truth Christmas party is my happiest night of the year. I and love it. so it's important to wear good shoes. There you go. It's important to wear good shoes often. So there you go. That's right. I love shoes. Jamie's wearing excellent shoes right now. If I can say I don't know what those are. They're brooks. They're so cute. They're so comfy. She's gonna put those in her show notes. You so have that excellent shoes too. Look at us you. with our shoe game today. No, it's the listen. best. The best. Um, I think also any shoe looks good when you have a great ankle and Jamie has great ankles. That's never been said of me. Really? No, never. I okay. do get, I have good legs. That well, feels you, weird to say out loud, but you do. Well, you're also your suntan right now. And so that helps. Yeah. This is weird. Viva la Mexico is where <laughs> I got the suntan. Uh, Rachel, thank you so much. Yes. Seriously. I love chatting with you in real life whenever we see each other. And this was great. And I mean, this is the start of 2020. And a lot of times people are like, I want a new habit. I want a new diet. I want a new Peloton bike. I want whatever. I want a Peloton bike. Yeah. But I want all these things. And oftentimes we see a lot of people at the beginning of the year saying, I'm going to spend time with the Lord this year. Yeah. I'm going to make it a habit. And mm -hmm. so I'm grateful for what you guys do yeah. to make that the plan. Yeah. The part of the two part from Annie &E yeah. is a plan and a place. And you guys are really helping people out with that. So thank you for all your work. Thank you so much for having me. Come read the Bible with us, you Love guys, it. or just read the Bible somewhere. Have a plan. Have a plan. It is worth it. Yeah. And you know what? I'll Time put in the spent. show notes where they can find your podcast, where they can see the, oh, yeah. the Bible, the app, all the things. We'll tell you how to get there. So thank Love you guys. It. Thank you, Jamie.
Friends, did you not love when Rachel gave us the encouragement to be on the lookout for what is true and what is almost true? I'm so grateful that in a world where there is a lot of words and voices floating around us, we can hold and read and know that God's truth is fully true and His Word remains true forever. If you haven't ever given She Reads Truth a look or checked out their Bible plan app, I highly recommend you check it out. You can read along with the She Reads Truth community right now in Genesis. That's where they are. Use the code HAPPYHOUR15 and you can get 15% off the Genesis collection for both the She Reads Truth and the He Reads Truth studies. Today's show was edited by Chris with Podshaper and the music was developed for the show by Matt Graham. Show notes are written by Aki Slackers and the whole thing is organized by Lindsay Sweeney. Next week, my guest is Nona Jones. Nona oversees global faith-based partnerships at Facebook. She is most helpful in understanding how we can have a social ministry in this digital age. Nona shares with us her story of redemption in the midst of abuse and deep pain, how God reached deeper than her deepest pain. If you or someone you know is in the darkest places of life, I pray Nona's story will be a source of hope for you. You guys, enjoy your week. Follow along with my trip while I'm in Rwanda. Share the show with a girlfriend. Have a happy hour with a friend. And I'll see you guys back here next week with my friend, Nona Jones. Hey guys, you are listening to The Happy Hour with Jamie Ivey. I am Jamie and I'm your host and I'm so glad that you're here. If you like what you're listening to today, make sure you subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. We bring you new shows every Wednesday and Fridays and an amazing guest always joins me to chat about the big things in life, the little things in life and everything in between. Subscribe today to The Happy Hour with Jamie Ivey on your podcast player so you never miss an episode.